The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is a toxic and counterfeit news and views. Living with risk is a reality that we all face with each and every day. From the time we are conceived until the day we die, we are faced with the danger of coming in contact with toxic substances and chemicals in their natural form or from something that was man-made. Over time, we, learned, we learn about the dangerous substances that we have created, and eventually we take steps to mitigate their effects. Some identify this as our road to prosperity, while others consider this a slippery slope to hell. On today's show, I'm going to explore toxic and counterfeit news articles found on the Internet Found in our everyday life, there's a couple of them here that I want to particularly draw attention to. I invite you to be part of the show today by sharing your thoughts or asking questions. You can do that through our open lines at 866-472-5787. That's our call-in number. Again, it's 866-472-5787. Take any and all questions related to uh, things that relate to working together for your safety. And I'm sure there is a wide range, although the show itself kind of centers on counterfeit goods and the effects they have and toxic or uh, hazardous substances. Uh, We definitely are open to discussing any of these things. Our topics today are going to be on some of the national security threat found in garbage. Uh, In specific, we're going to talk a little bit about the Wall Street Journal article that uh, was was published on May 4th of this year, 2015, by John Sherrigan and Alan Herskofitz. I'm probably messing that up royally, but... Ellen and John wrote this. It is, again, it's a uh, Wall Street Journal article. Also going to talk a bit about perfect nails and poisoned workers. I'm sure some of you listening out there are familiar with some of the discussions that have gone on, the hazards that uh, folks face when they do uh, pedicures, manicures, those types of uh, industry Uh, providers, those service providers in that industry, and there's a lengthy article. I want to talk a little bit about that today, a little bit about what the FDA is doing with that, and uh, see just what we can share on that. Our show is made possible through our sponsors. As with any of the, uh, the world today, you have to have sponsors to succeed in doing things like this. Hopefully, everybody's enjoying what we're doing and learning from what we're doing. Uh, we have two platinum sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC. Business and Quality Process Management, otherwise known as BQPM, specializes in helping companies Uh, navigate the 
road towards compliance with hazardous substance process management, counterfeit detection mitigation, general quality management systems, as well as regulatory affairs. We do this through a, uh, a form of consulting training in the form of consulting training and software tools. You can find business and quality process management at www.bqpm.com. Another of our uh, platinum sponsors is our good friends at Secure Components, Secure Components LLC. Secure Components was the first company in the world to achieve their certification at the international level, the IECQ certification for counterfeit detection and mitigation in the distribution of obsolete and hard-to-find components. Secure Components uh, specializes in that, so if you're in a need of obsolete or hard-to-find components or simply just finding parts to uh, build your products or repair products, uh, they're the company to call. Secure Components can be found at www.securecomponents.com. We've uh, known Secure Components now for about three years, been working with them uh, very closely. Uh, Sean, uh, I'm sorry, Todd Kramer is the CEO there, uh, along with uh, Stefan and Travis and Christine, a great group of folks over there. So once again, if you're in the need of obsolete or hard-to-find components, by all means, give them a call. Our general sponsors, uh, we call them our bronze sponsors, C-Trends. Supply chain specialists, they also deal in uh, providing supply chain components, if you will, for production processes, for service programs. The C-Trends provides not just the obsolete and hard-to-find components, but they go beyond that. They're a uh, stocking distributor and an excellent company when you're looking for good prices, good service. And by all means, safe products that are neither, uh, well, they're not counterfeit. Uh, they, they have a system in place as well for the counterfeit detection and mitigation. Don Baker is the president and CEO of C-Trends and spends uh, a fair bit of time working at the international and the national level to address the, um, the systems required to do that. Concord Components, another one of our sponsors, also in the distribution environment. Concord Components can be found at just that, www.concordcomponents.com, specializing in uh, component uh, distribution as well. They deal in the hard-to-find and obsolete materials. And last but not least is our good friends at Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Conference. The Aging Aircraft Group down in Australia, the folks down under, a great group of folks down there. Uh, my good friends Richard and his wife and uh, son, uh, others that run that organization down there. We'll actually be down there broadcasting from Australia. It's Brisbane, Australia. We'll be down there at their conference the week of uh, July 20th, as it turns out. And uh, those folks down there uh, do a lot of work in the aging aircraft. This also relates to the types of issues you might expect from needing to find uh, components that are either obsolete or hard to find. So these are the sponsors along with Lansdale. Lansdale is another of our sponsors. Uh, they actually have the legal rights to manufacture obsolete uh, components, particularly in the semiconductor industry. And again, an organization that you could benefit from if you're looking for that type of of uh, procurement process. Again, please remember our lines are open. It's 866-472-5787. If you have a question, um, as our intro suggests, our work, my work specifically, has been um, heavily vested in helping industry across the board and particularly over the last five to ten years in the reduction or uh, restriction of hazardous substances 
from uh, consumer products, getting the lead, the mercury, the cadmium, the hexylvania chromates, uh, the flame retardants, uh, better known as PBD and PBDE, uh, the polybrominates, and more recently the phthalates out of consumer products primarily. This is an effort that's been going on now for some time. It's been worked on for a number of years, started in the European Union as part of the e-waste, the electronic waste um, elimination, if you will, or recycling, as it is better known, the whole recycling program, which started, although it started in a lot of places, it's best known for having started in the European Union. So with that said, uh, a few notes here. Let's talk a little bit about the article in uh, Wall Street Journal, the garbage out national security threat in. This one is related specifically to the issues of recycling and, if you will, counterfeit. The article talks about the um, violations, U.S. electronic product waste export laws may not sound like a national security threat. Uh, it goes on to talk about a gentleman who pleaded guilty in federal court in the March time frame of this year to conspiring to knowingly export hazardous electronic waste in violation of fed federal statutes. And when you stop and think about this, uh, draw your attention to the fact that the U.S. overall, as a nation, we're producing 7.1 million metric tons of the 41.8 million metric tons of electronic waste worldwide. Now, that's on an annual basis. And that uh, is pointing specifically to the year 2014 because it does continue to go up. So let's wrap our heads around that just a bit. 7.1 million metric tons of electronic waste. And within that waste, when you look at what's being recycled, you've got a uh, potpourri, if you will, of toxic chemicals. You have, um, I mean, it's a gold mine. As they point out, is truly a gold mine of materials, uh, substances, and they really do have everything from toxic chemicals to gold. Uh, if you look at the microchips, you're really looking at uh, gold wire, gold bonding that's in those. Recycling is really an effort to eliminate, if you will, the movement of product into landfill. It was intended to be something where we would move the product into an environment where it could be disassembled or remanufactured and made usable or reusable in either its present form, uh, particularly in the computer industry. This was a big thing, but it could be anything from a computer to a refrigerator, a washer, a dryer, a radio, a TV, Almost anything could be made to work again and then resold as a used product or remanufactured, as they sometimes say, remanufactured equal to new. But what has happened all too often is these products are simply bundled up. You take them to a collection point. That collection point stores them somewhere, usually in big containers, those containers get moved from place to place. Somebody eventually winds up with that container. And unfortunately, in some cases, they put it on a ship with false documentation and send it to another country. These are primarily China. Uh, is one of the major places they go. Uh, another one of those places is India. Another one of the uh, common locations for recycling is uh, um, Africa. That's another area that often gets them. They wind up in those areas, and people who exist on a few dollars a day of income wind up taking these things apart, refinishing, remarking, repackaging, doing whatever they can do uh, sometimes if it's a motor, 
or if it's something larger, they strip it apart and actually use the uh, use the the copper, if you will, recycle that. They sell the copper and it goes off and it gets melted down and reused, which is more on the positive side. But since you get a better price for copper if it's if it's virgin copper or free copper, free of uh, rubbers and plastics, they wind up melting off the um, coatings that are on them, the insulations that are on them, and that creates a toxic cloud of smoke. And unfortunately, folks are breathing that in. This was all brought to light heavily back in uh, 2011-2012 timeframe when the Senate Arms Service Committee describing uh, whole factories in China with 10 to 15,000 people set up for the purpose of counterfeiting, where they literally are taking old components. When we say counterfeiting, what, what we're really talking about is taking components, taking those components, the products apart, pulling the components off, uh, dismounting them, unsoldering them is, is common, and then remarking them to make them look like new. Just like your... Your father, your grandfather, you know, myself, others would take an automobile and refurbish it, make it look new. You know, that 19, uh, 1967 Chevy uh, Impala or something, we want it to look brand new. We refurbish it. Unfortunately, all they're doing is painting them, marking them with new dates on them, and then reselling them. What the military found in this case was that those those devices were actually winding up being installed in products, products such as missiles, products such as radios, um, electronic gear used in aircraft, aerospace, and military. And the reason it's there, the reason it was so prominent there is that because it's older equipment requiring obsolete components or potentially obsolete parts, these things were hard to get items and they fetched a fair price. Something that might have cost when it was manufactured brand new $5 uh, honestly could bring $1,000 to $5,000 for just a few of them uh, because of their obsolescence. Uh, Every once in a while here in the U.S., just like this article in the March time frame, talks about a gentleman who exported products uh, to a foreign country to be disassembled, and this is against the law today. The, uh, this, this happens. The U.S. finds this, the people doing this and eventually brings them to trial, uh, addresses it. But the, the real unfortunate reality is that it's a slap on the hand. When they get caught, it truly is not a major offense. So while they may have put life at risk, if they aren't specifically identified with something like that, then it, it is a minor offense, and they, they basically get a minor um, sentence along with a penalty or a fine, and over a short period of time, it winds, they wind up being back on the street doing the same thing or potentially doing the same thing. Counterfeiting itself um, is recorded or is proposed, uh, is estimated rather, to be $1.77 trillion in 2015. Gross revenue, and this is the thing to keep in mind. Gross revenue from counterfeiting, whether it is an electronic component, a knockoff Gucci bag, a pair of Levi jeans made under the table or simply a pair of Levi jeans with somebody who has stolen the uh, the labels and put them on uh, counterfeit jeans, $1.77 trillion in these funds are used uh, in part to fund terrorism. It's time for our break. I'm going to uh, take a short break here for radio station identification and our sponsorship, uh, sponsors identification. Remember, we're looking uh, with the lines are open, 
866-472-5787. That's our call-in number, 866-472-5787. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com AOG, line down, current supplier cannot deliver? Then call Secure Components. We specialize in sourcing hard-to-find and highly allocated electronic components, hardware, and military aerospace parts. We can locate and test your items to ensure you're getting authentic parts every time, and we can deliver when you need them. Our supply chain management consists of decades of experience and works with trusted sources to locate your products when you need them most. Go to securecomponents.com and tell us what you need today. Does your company support U.S. government contracts? What have you done since May of 2014 to comply with the Department of Defense's DFARS requirements? These rules have changed the way all members of the supply chain procure electronic components and conduct business. Failure to comply can subject your organization to unquantifiable legal and financial liability. Visit SecureComponents.com to learn how the first AS6081 certified company leverages this new standard to support your need for obsolete electronics. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets. Challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at stansalot.com. Again, that's Stan at stansalot.com. Now, back to People to People. Coming into contact with toxic substances and chemicals in their natural form or from something that was man-made. Over, the, over time, we've learned about the dangers... Okay, over time we learned we learn about dangerous substances that we have created and eventually take uh, steps to mitigate their effects. Some identify this as our road to prosperity, while others consider this a slippery slope to hell. On today's show, I'm talking about and exploring the toxic and counterfeit news articles found in found on the internet every day. And I invite you to be part of the show today by sharing your thoughts or asking questions. You can do that uh, by calling into our toll-free number, 866-472-5787. Before the break, I was talking about the Wall Street Journal um, 
article that was uh, published not long ago, May 4th, actually, of 2015. Uh, is referring to a gentleman who pled guilty to counterfeiting, actually to uh, transporting toxic hazardous e-waste uh, back overseas. I believe it was going to China. We were talking about the counterfeiting uh, activities going on in the world today. And you've heard me say over and over again that this has all come to light in some ways uh, as a result of what Senators McCain and Levin did back in the late 2011, early 2012 timeframe when they investigated the population of uh, counterfeit components found in the military supply chain. Um, that, that actually translates to a six to seven billion dollar, and again, that's six to seven billion dollars of our tax money, which is spent uh, counterfeit, uh, countering counterfeit materials in the supply chain. A combination of issues, uh, procurement processes that aren't well managed or weren't well managed in the past, as well as obsolete parts being purchased over the internet without the due diligence, without systems in place, and simply taking advantage of the need and only finding out that you had something that you didn't actually or couldn't actually use after you've plugged it in and it doesn't work. The risk or the issue associated with all that, as we well know, and we've talked about this for quite a while now, is that the men and women in our armed forces and our allies in our armed forces uh, are put at risk each and every time this happens. Uh, they are subject to using or thinking they're using something that uh, turns out, a piece of equipment that turns out not to be safe and consequently uh, turns, uh, turns out to be dangerous for them and the people around them. The next uh, internet article or published article that uh, shows up on the internet that I wanted to talk about today is Perfect Nails Poisoned Workers. This article is from the, um, let's see, who's this actually from? This was Sarah Maslin, NIR. This was published in Perfect Nails Poisoned Workers, NewYorkTimes.com. This, uh, this talks about, and this, this is a rather lengthy uh, piece that's in here, but uh, just to kind of go through a little bit, it starts off by talking about a woman sitting, uh, sitting in a beauty salon. She's a manicurist, and it goes through a dialogue of the various people from her down a row of manicurists. Uh, doing work and how on the outside everything looks really nice. Um, there's various people that are in this environment, both the, the staff doing the work and the others. And then it goes on to talk about a growing body of medical research that shows a link between the chemicals that make nail and beauty products useful the ingredients that make them uh, uh, chip-resistant and pliable, quick to dry, bright, brightly colored, for example, the serious health problems that go with that, uh, the threats that are uh, associated with this. They talk about the customer enjoying her weekly French tips might face uh, might face it in a different order of magnitude. Advocates say for manicurists who handle chemicals and breathe their fumes for hours on end, day after day. They have respiratory and skin ailments among nail salon workers is widely not acknowledged. More uncertain, however, is the risk for dire medical issues. Some of the chemicals in nail products are known to cause cancer. Others have been linked to abnormal fetal development, miscarriages, and other harm to reproductive health. A number of studies have also found that cosmetologists, a group that includes manicurists, 
as well as hairdressers and makeup artists have uh, elevated rates of death from Hodgkin disease, a low birth weight uh, babies, uh, and a multiple, uh, let's see, multiple melanoma, a form of cancer. But firm uh, conclusions are, are elusive in this case, uh, partly because the research is so limited. Very few studies have really been done focused on nail salon workers specifically. Little is known about their true extent to which they are exposed to hazardous chemicals. What, uh, what are, what's the uh, accumulated effects over time? And whether the, there's a connection can actually be drawn uh, to their health, looking at the overall effects. Federal laws that regulate uh, cosmetics uh, safety, which is more than 75 years old, does not require companies to share, and this is the big one, does not require companies to share safety information with the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, to me, this is part of the travesty of all of this. We have, and I'm, I'm not reading uh, or not going directly from the article here. This is a personal note. We we have many products, if not most of the products in the world today, are manufactured, sold with minimum knowledge to the to the consumer, to the buyer of what's really in the product or what the potential hazards of the product or this goes on to talk about the federal law that requires cosmetic safety which is more than 75 years old does not require companies to share safety information with the drug Uh, the food and drug administration the law bans ingredients harmful to users but it contains no provisions for the um, agency to evaluate the effects of the chemicals before they're actually put on the shelves industry lobbyists have fought together uh, tougher, have fought tougher monitoring requirements, which is true of just about every industry when they're faced with um, pressure from Congress, when they're, when they're faced with regulations, they work feverishly hard to pre- prevent, if you will, or to limit the amount of regulation that's put on them. Uh, this is perhaps one of the greatest differences between the United States and uh, other countries, uh, particularly in the Asian world, the Asian region. Uh, the regulations of the U.S. drive the cost up, and I'm a strong proponent of saying that the the real cost savings, when you look around the world, the real cost savings for industry manufacturing today is not so much the labor as it is the reduction or elimination or the non-existence of regulation. Uh, I can I can literally throw toxics out on the ground in some countries, where here in the U.S., if you did that, you'd be paying huge fines. Uh, your neighbors would be extremely upset, and there's all sorts of ramifications. Uh, you can't take oil out of an engine, uh, your car engine, and just simply take it in the backyard and throw it out on the ground. There are countries where that is done every day, as well as the countries where they the dyes from shoes or the dyes from Levi jeans, not Levi, but blue jeans or other clothing material or just material, the dyes used are washed into rivers and simply allowed to go down the river and pollute the, um, the wildlife in the river as well as everything along the river, as well as anything growing along the river. So if you happen to be in a country where that uh, regulation or control is not in place, um, many of us, including myself, have gotten very sick from having uh, something grown in the ground or, in fact, a fish out of the river in a place where the toxic chemicals poured into that area uh, literally or or creating problems for everybody around it. Industry officials say that... uh, 
that the, uh, the their products contain minuscule amounts of chemicals uh, identified as potentially hazardous and pose no threat. What I hear are um, insinuations. What I hear are insinuations based on on linked to, said Doug Shun, co-chairman of the uh, Prof- uh, Professional Beauty Association's Nail Manufacturers Council on Safety. When we talk about nail polish, there's no evidence of harm. Uh, health advocates and officials disagree, pointing to the accumulated evidence. We know that a lot of chemicals are very dangerous. Uh, This was uh, said by David Michaels, the Assistant Labor Secretary, who heads the Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration, which oversees workplace safety. We don't need to see the effects in nail salon workers to know that there are dangers to the workers. Many health Complaints uh, were were um, coping crop, cropping up among the most uh, mostly Vietnamese manicurists in Oakland, California. Workers at uh, Asian Health Services, a community organization, there described on their own to decided on their own to investigate about the the uh, decade about a decade ago. It was like, oh, wow, what's happening in this community, said Yulia Liu, who is now the health center's director of programs, planning, and development, and a co-founder of the California Health Healthy Nail Salon uh, Collaborative. We are seeing this epidemic of people who are sick. The organization helped from a coalition of uh, coalition in California that published restrictions on chemicals used in nail salons. And and I guess that's another thing. If you want to see where there is a lot of uh, evidence and where a lot of work is being done, simply go to California. There's a lot of work being done in California and the uh, progressive laws that are put in place to protect consumers. It's probably one of the, as we know, one of the, the most progressive states in the United States. Um. Different things, let's see, random testing of some of their products by government agencies showed the chemicals were still present. We're looking at things where the industry is saying everything's fine. But as we go out and test it, and there are a number of organizations that do this type of these things, and I can go on this particular article, I, I encourage you to go to the New York Times dot com <clears throat> pull this article up and read it perfect nails poisoned workers uh, it it is a lengthy article but it really talks about the things that have been seen um, and particularly it it does spell out some of the issues and a number of the people that have been affected by the industry and the toxics within the industry that they're in and the effects it has had on their uh, on their children on their on their parents uh, on them themselves um, it, it's a travesty in many ways it's time for another radio station identification break we'll be right back don't go away streaming live the leader in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products. Yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. 
Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The world has changed. You need a trusted supplier that mitigates risk at every stage of manufacturing. C-Trends utilizes provenance marking technologies to provide a unique security solution when addressing the challenges of supply chain security. Item pedigree, brand protection, and theft. In these times of fraud and counterfeiting, customers depend on C-Trends for a higher level of trust and service when it comes to their supply chain needs. Visit our website at ctrends.com for more information. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets, challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 Counterfeit Avoidance Standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit SecureComponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace, defense, and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at StanSalat.com. Again, that's Stan at StanSalat.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is all about toxic and counterfeit news and views. Living with the risk, living with risk is a reality that we all... And their natural, uh, in their natural form, or uh, from something that was man-made. Over time, we learn about dangerous substances that we have created, and eventually we take steps to mitigate the effects. Our lines are open for questions. If you have any questions, call our toll-free number, 866-472-5787. Again, that's 866 866- Four seven two five seven eight seven. I'll be happy to chat with you about um, the topics here. Um, I want to go back uh, just before the break. I was talking about the article uh, published by the New York Times. You can find it under NewYorkTimes.com. Perfect nails poisoned workers. And there's one section in here that uh, I wanted to touch on before we leave this article and talk about how we can actually start addressing this problem. The, the, the paragraph starts off with, of the 20 common nail product ingredients listed as causing health problems in the appendix of the safety brochure, of a safety brochure, rather, put out by the Environmental Protection Agency, that's the EPA, 17 are hazardous to the respiratory tract, according to the agency. Overexposure to each of these induces symptoms such as burning throat or lungs, labored breathing, or shortness of breath. A 2006 study published by, in the Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine that included more than 5,000 Colorado uh, manicurists found, that, uh, found about 20% of them had a cough most days and nights. Some examination showed those who worked with the artificial nails uh, were about three times as likely to get asthma 
on the job as someone not in the industry itself. Skin disorders are also um, omnipresent uh, among nail salon workers. Many of the uh, chemicals in nail salon products are classified by government agencies as skin uh, sensitizers uh, capable of provoking painful reactions. It goes on and on to talk about the effects. Um, You know, I really, next time you have your nails done, uh, or have a pedicure, uh, think about what's going on here because those people that are doing that job are really putting a fair bit of their own personal life at risk. Um, this report goes on to talk about the very and how little is actually being done by industry itself to combat this or to change, go down this path, but the reality is manufacturers are trying to prevent or protect, if you will, their brands, their products, uh, and that protection is coming at the expense of your your children, uh, son or daughter or both. Think about them. Think about what happens when they're picking up these same chemicals and they're actually using them at home uh, in the closed bedroom, you know, they're back in their bedroom, they're doing this where a group of the kids get together and they start working with the same chemicals or similar chemicals, um, the risks they're taking depending on how often they do it. Obviously, somebody that does this for a living day in and day out would be at a much higher risk uh, than your children might be or you might be yourself if you're putting on your own nail polish But nonetheless, it is a risk. The more sensitive you are to it, the more they are also among the most commonly counterfeited uh, products going on in the world today. I mentioned that we, uh, we have a way of addressing this and part of our drive as an organization, the uh, the show itself is people to people working together for your safety. Part of our goals and part of our work is uh, a, a hazardous substance safe coalition, which I manage uh, and chair. We're in the process of developing this HSSC, as we call it, the hazardous substance uh, safe coalition on a, on a worldwide basis, as well as the Avoid Counterfeits Coalition. Those two organizations, avoidcounterfeits.org and hazardoussubstancesafe.org, these two groups are working together with other countries to establish a certification program, a, a set of standards and certifications that allow suppliers, manufacturers, to actually demonstrate through third-party certification that they are aware of the hazardous substances or the counterfeiting activities and they're taking steps to mitigate, to detect and mitigate uh, these these, um, two issues, either hazardous substances, they're testing for them and maintaining levels of hazardous substance at a level lower than that that affects uh, human beings or that affects the uh, legal, uh, that exceeds legal regulations, such as the recent issues brought about by the stories told on, uh, uh, what was it, 60 Minutes about lumber liquidators and the formaldehyde or the, the uh, their accusations, I guess. I'm not sure they've been proven one way or the other, but uh, the appearance of, of wrongdoing there. What we're trying to do with uh, ACC, the Avoid Counterfeits Coalition, and the Hazardous Substance Safe Coalition is to establish in every country around the world a coalition member. Members in the coalition would be manufacturers, retailers, and consumers, uh, as well as individuals for the purpose of working together to identify what's working, what's not working, Helping those companies become certified so that they can demonstrate through third-party assessments that they are, in fact, compliant, that they're working towards a safer environment, 
and then publishing on our website, publishing their compliance and the levels of uh, toxicity in the products that they're actually selling. Our goal is to have a place for you to go as a consumer where you you can look up any product by its uh, able to tell whether or not it's exceeding the uh, safe limits of hazardous substances or the safe limits, uh, uh, or I should say not a counterfeit part or not a counterfeit product. Um, currently, we have Taiwan. Um, we've established a coalition member in Taiwan. We have a coalition member in Australia. Uh, you can find these on our websites. And as well, we have a coalition member in China now. I'm extremely pleased to announce this. This is uh, the first announcement of this, actually. There will be press releases coming shortly. But an organization called SEPRI in China will uh, has undertaken to become the coalition member there. And we will be rolling our programs out in China with the intent to have uh, training programs and certification programs throughout uh, mainland China, uh, Taiwan, and Australia at this time for companies to become certified and demonstrate their due diligence and their compliance with hazardous substance safe and anti-counterfeiting or counterfeit avoidance programs uh, to help make it safer for all of us around the world to allow us to buy products with confidence because we can see what is actually the product is actually uh, made of from a, um, a point of view of substance uh, as well as its authenticity with respect to where the product is actually coming from. The authenticity talks, of, talks to the issues of counterfeiting or mitigating counterfeiting. Once again, we're coming to the end of our show. I've got just about a minute left here. I want to take a minute. Thank you for listening today. Hopefully, we've shared some uh, some information that's uh, that's interesting for you. If you have a question, agree or disagree with the uh, Stancelot Jr. That's Stancelot Jr. Stancelot Jr. That's my Twitter. Um, like to uh, thank once again our platinum sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management and Secure Components. Our bronze sponsor possible without the help and support of our friends at uh, Voice America, Brandy Jackson, our general manager, Robert Cellino, our executive producer, Randy Jackman, our production manager, and Jen, uh, Jeffrey Gerstel, our director of host services. None of this would ever be possible without the exquisite help that I get from uh, the People to People staff, Christina Clark, People to People Administration Coordinator. If you want to be on the show with me, by all means, reach out to Christina uh, and she'll set you up with a uh, guest speaking spot. Yulia coaches uh, the, uh, let's see, Yulia Coach, Coach Branding and People to People Production Manager, without whom, once again, I would be mostly lost. Thank you for joining me on People to People, working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. You're helping the fight against the proliferation of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat for next week's edition of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. We'll be right back.